Are we going up? Are we going down? Are we going left? Are we going right? Nobody really knows where this real estate market's going. And depending on when you turn your TV on or what you see on Facebook really depends on what you could think is going on in the real estate market. Well, in this video, we're going to go over all the data that you need to actually know to make your own opinion on where this real estate market is going. Well, no further ado, let's get to it. So the question is always the same. How do I get into real estate investing if I have no money? How do I find deals? How do I negotiate deals? How do I find contractors and manage rehabs? How do I get the money to even buy these houses, to hold these houses? How does a rental work? How do you manage a rental? How do you manage tenants? How do you borrow money? How do you borrow money with almost no interest? How are all these things done and how are they done the right way? Well, I am John Barbera and this is an investor's journey where we share with you how to invest in real estate the right way and how to get into it with no money, how to do this with real tactics that are working today in the market that we're in right now with things that we are personally doing. So welcome to the show. I'm John Barr with an investor's journey, bringing you the best tips, tricks, and strategies to help you succeed in real estate the right way. In this channel, we go over everything that's currently working in our business today and share with you guys so hopefully it can make you successful as well. If you guys do find this information useful, I need you to do two quick things. Head down and smash that like button and hit that subscribe button. That would help us out tremendously. Without further ado, let's get into the content. All right, for you that are returning back to this video, I uh, got a little bit different format. We're going to try it out this year. So reach out to us. Let us know if you like this new format. So what we got here in San Antonio is our building permits issued for the month of July. We had 1,267 single family residential permits, which is a 27.3% increase year over year. Two to four units, we had a big boom year over year. There must have been some big plan development going on. We had 132 permits issued, which is a 288% increase. Five plus units, 786 was a 50% increase year over year. So that's fantastic to see a lot of permits year over year increasing. Cause this time last year, we were kind of coming out of the restrictions and the lockdowns here. So I've been watching to see these next several months to see, do we keep up with growth and pace since the boom really kind of started August, September, October last year. Average sales price sitting at $353,811. And that is an 18% increase year over year. Median sales price is up another month of double digit appreciation to $300,000, which is a new record for here in San Antonio. And that is up 17.7% year over year. So I wanted to show what this actually looks like going over time. So you can kind of see on this what it looks like uh, from the data that I can collect back to June of 2010 to now. And in a typical real estate market, you can really tell where it kind of goes up in the summer, down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winter. That's more your traditional trajectory of your real estate market. And for us, the way we use this stuff is we love to buy in the October, November, December timeframe into January, February. So when we're done with our renovations, we're listing right here at this peak timeframe. But you can kind of see those trends have really kind of fallen off in these last couple of years. We've just kind of gone in a straight line for the last several months of $10,000 every single month up in median sales price. Year-over-year -year appreciation is another thing that I really like to track to see where the market is going if we're really speeding up or cooling off. And you can kind of see posts coming out of the last recession in 2012, we kind of were hitting at the 10% digits. We were kind of consistently staying up here through about 2015. And then you can see we slowly started trending down until the whole uh, 
pandemic happened and now prices are just staying at above 10% and they have been up for, I think I want to say 13 or 14 months now. And this is not sustainable. So that's why I want to keep tracking these things over time. Cause I want to see what this appreciation is going to do and where it's going to head it. Cause it cannot continue to rise at 15 to 20% every single month from here to the end of time. So eventually it's going to have to slow down. So that's why I keep tracking this stuff. And I also don't want to get caught uh, on the heels of that with buying too much property, hoping for more appreciation, and then things tend to slow down. So now moving on to total sales, we are sitting at 3,885. And that is a 9.3% decrease from the last ship. Now moving on to total sales, we're sitting at 3,885 for the month of July. And that is a 9.3% decrease from this time last year. Average rental price though is up 9.2% to 1,726. So I want to say why that is important and something that we're really wanting to track is that total sales volume. And is, is it continue to increase or decrease? Because we all know it's in a very, very tight market right now. So this is an early indicator that the market is starting to normalize a little bit because in a later slide, you're going to see that months of inventory did tick up a little bit, but seeing that total sales volume is not increasing year over year and is starting to slow down, that shows that pressures are relieving in the market as far as the super tight demand. So that means less people are trying to buy and less houses are closing. So over time, that can show that, hey, inventory is rising and sales are falling. So the market can start to normalize. And now that's important to me is like, I want to see that stuff going on to where if it continues for months after month after month after month, that means that, hey, this market is starting to slow down. It's not as appreciating as fast. So we're going to kind of back off and what houses might be worth in two, three, four, five months when we go to renovate a house. And depending on how fast it slows down really depends on how much risk we associate with that when we're taking on some of our renovation projects. So now let's take a, a look at what rents are doing over time. So it is really great to see that rents are up 9%, considering we were up 15% for the last several months, 15 to 20% in our median sales prices, because what, what's going to come with that in the next couple of years is higher taxes. So we need these rents to increase over time to be able to afford those property taxes and uh, over time so we can sustain our properties as far as repairs go. What we're really looking at here is the same cycles that we are doing for rental or for rental properties like you have with median sales price. It kind of goes up in the summer, down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winter. And in a normal market, you want to use this information is we love to every one of our rental properties starts no matter when it starts ends in the months of March, April, and May, sometimes June, depending on how many properties we start getting. So we don't want them all to end around the same time, because if a tenant is going to move out, I want to get that same, that new tenant in there at a potentially higher rental rate. And I want to get it up there as fast as I can, because this, what, what drives up these prices is demand. So when there's low or a very high demand for rental property and a tenant's moving out, I can get somebody in there very quick and hopefully not lose any rent or too much rent at all. But now it's one thing with the COVID, the whole issue with uh, the pandemic and stuff is rents have really becoming hard. Rentals have become tight, just like sales prices. So that's what you're starting to see is rents are getting that pressure and they're really kind of lagging behind as far as the overall appreciation, but they are starting to catch up, which is good for us as landlords. But I mean, if you're a tenant trying to rent, it kind of sucks because you're kind of slim pickings and you're paying a lot for what little you get. So next up, we have the unemployment numbers. Now, these are backdated a little bit because I do have to wait on the Bureau of Labor Statistics to come out with information. 
but this is for the month of June. Our employment was just sitting at 1.15 million people, and that's a 4.8% increase year over year. So it's good to see those huge increases considering June of last year, we were still really kind of uh, barely coming out of the lockdowns here in San Antonio. Uh, but it's something that I want to continue to watch to see as that kind of moves through, I expect that number to kind of drop year over year, and it can kind of go back to its normal rate of anywhere from a half percent to 1% a year. We did gain 1,354 jobs from the previous month, but unemployment did rise even though we gained jobs. Unemployment rose 0.71% and it rose to a total of 6%, which I'm pretty sure that's still below the national level, but it's something that I am going to continue to track over time. So this is kind of what unemployment looks like when it's plotted across the graph. And you kind of see the last two recessions. This is the dot-com bubble. This is the real estate or lending debacle that we kind of had through. And here's the start of the kind of pandemic aspect where everyone got laid off and then it started dropping like a rock again. So just like this last time where I see kind of zigzags in a downward trajectory, like you see in this last recession, last two recessions, I expect it really to kind of do the same thing coming out of this one. But what I want to see it continue to do is continuing to fall. I don't, I'm not too worried if it goes up a little bit. I want to see it go, but go down further each and almost every time that new data comes out. I don't want it to see it go up, 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 up into the um, month over month, because that's not something that is going to be good for our economy as far as rental properties go. Now, guys, if you are wanting a copy of all these slides need you to text market to 210-794-9898 and we'll get you a copy of the entire slide so you can review this over a longer period of time so you don't have to kind of see it in a video format. So the last piece that we're going to go over as far as the data goes is the months of inventory. And now that is the piece that uh, everyone asks where I get that information and there really is nowhere to get it because I pull it. So if you're wanting to get the months of inventory, you're going to have to keep coming back to our channel to get that for San Antonio. So why we track months of inventory and why it's so important is it really kind of gauges where we're at between buyer and seller market. Take you back to Econ 101. Everyone remembers that supply demand equilibrium. So the months of inventory between think of like uh, buyer and seller. So that equilibrium is anywhere between like four and five months. Some people say it's as high as six, um, but it really kind of depends on who you follow, what the equilibrium is. But anytime that number is lower than what they call the quote unquote equilibrium, you are in what's called a seller's market. That means the seller has way more negotiating power. The lower that number gets than the buyers it means there's way more buyers than there are sellers. Like right now we're at historical low inventory. That means there's a lot of buyers out there and not enough sellers. So that means the sellers have way more uh, power in the negotiating and commanding their prices. That's one thing that's driven this prices up so much in this last month up, up 20, 30, 40, 50, $60,000 in some places in value is because there's been so much demand for housing and not enough sellers. So that's what drives the prices up. It's trying to find that new equilibrium and it's starting to get there. Like I told you, the you'll see the month's inventory rose a little bit from the previous month and our sales volume has kind of gone up a little or gone down year over year. So that equilibrium is starting to work its magic and find its place. Now it's not to say that the values are going to all of a sudden crater and fall. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that it's starting to slow down. Hey, podcast. Thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you want to get very exclusive insider tips and strategies that nobody else is getting, then you need to join our text community by texting podcast to 210-794-9898.
That's 210-794-9898. Text the word podcast and you will start receiving insider information, things that are happening that we're realizing that we're implementing in real time that other people have no access to. So make sure you text us now. Now back to this show. So what we're looking at for August months of inventory as 1.53, still extremely hot, but it is a 0.26 months increase from the previous months. August of 2020 was sitting at 1.93. So, and I think that was the first time it dropped drop below two was August of last year. So now, like I just mentioned, that's these are the things I'm going to continue to follow is our months of inventory. Does it stay this low or does it slowly start to rise, which I expect to start to do? And does our sales volume continue, where's that sales volume, continue to decrease year over year based on the prices. So that is what kind of needs to happen as far as to get back to a quote unquote healthier real estate market is we need sales volumes to drop off to where inventory rises. So prices can start normalizing a little bit. So you don't have that shock to the system where you have 10, 15, 17% year over year appreciations. Now, when we go down to breaking up that month's inventory, I, I kind of do it by two different ways on like where we gauge our marketing and where we buy. So first I do it by price ranges. I'm really trying to look to see of that 3,800 number, where is the bulk of the inventory really being purchased? What price range, price range and where's the most in demand? And you can really see it's this 200 to 350,000. Cause look, we got 1.17, 1.14 and 1.41. And that's the three lowest months of inventory on this mark, this chart, and it's where the bulk of the inventory is being sold out of that 3,817 or like 18, 1900 of them are right here in this price point. So for ourselves, we love to target our renovations with those prices at ARVs. And for our rental properties, we want to keep them even lower than that because when you have low inventory, it shows in high demand in or, or just demand and, sim and simple, but no inventory, it pushes prices up over time. So all of our rental properties is last several years, this last year have done very well because every single one of them was right at about 200 and below. And they've really shot up in value into this 200 to 250 price range because we bought in these lower tier price points. So that's something you can use this information for to really move your investing career forward when you're going as far as doing your due diligence and your analysis of property. The other way we do this is lowest inventory by zip code. What zip code is the most in-demand area? Where are people buying and what is the average price for that? And now to show you what low months of inventory really does to an area over a period of time, I put what the numbers were in August of 2018 to what they are this month of August of 2021. So 78244, we were at 0.7 months of inventory. And that's a very large zip code. And you can see just over the course of three years, uh, three, four years, what, or three years, what those low months of inventory have done to where if you bought right and say you got a little bit of discount of like say 140 and rented out at 1400, you've now cash flowed, your investment has sustained, your mortgage is being paid down and you've gained almost 90 or $60,000 in equity just right there from just holding the property. So that is why it's important to buy in the right price ranges at the right times and uh, looking at your inventory numbers. Cause you can see the bulk of these properties are in that 
200 to 350 price point like we talked about you only kind of got one outlier here at 404 but you can see where all these prices were three years ago they were in the the normal price point like i was just telling you about in those three the 200 to 350 it used to be the 150 to 250 kind of or 300 price point but now it's kind of moved up with the market appreciating the last year but all of these places is where we we target to try to buy because of the demand that's there and the price points that are there and attractive and are really more attainable to your entry home buyer that is looking for their first home and really kind of pushing prices up because that's where a lot of demand currently is. The caveat to the lowest months of inventory is the highest months of inventory. And why I don't really call these like bad zip codes because you can see by the numbers they're not bad zip codes. Uh, even though these might have in a normal market higher months of inventory, you can still see from August 18 to uh, August 2020, you have 432,000 to 646 for 78006 zip code. But where it's hard to really kind of get these in is like they're hard to hold on to for that long because they don't cash flow very well, if at all, because rents are low comparative to what your mortgage payment is to how much cash you kind of got to leave in the deal. So it's just something that you want to kind of keep in mind. Why this information is so important is because you're wanting to kind of judge your overall inventory and your overall competition level, especially when you get into these higher price points. Now, I know this last year has been kind of crazy as far as what prices have done. And it's pretty much seemed like if he's got a house, throw it on the market price of 20 grand higher and it sells. We're not always going to be in that market. So it's one of those that you want to keep in mind when you get in these higher price points is the competition level and your inventory, not only by price range, but by zip code, which we're going over here, because you do have these higher price point areas that you can drive great returns from, but you need to look at your competition level to where if these are more of a normal market and say you're renovating something, the four, five, 600,000 price point, and you have a four or five months of inventory, you're going to want to kind of take a look at your competition level and really determine your risk level and see, Hey, I need a little more margin in this because it's going to take a little longer to sell. I need to spend a little more money in your high return areas, which are your kitchens and bathrooms and a little much more, little more money on my overall presentation, which is your staging aspect, your landscaping and the pictures that you pay, pay for and your overall package that you present to the public. Cause you only get one first impression and you really might need to nail it. So that's one of the things to keep in mind as these markets store to normalize and tune into this and check this out to see, Hey, I'm in this zip code. I'm in this price point. Uh, where do I need to be at or what's my competition level for that area if you can't get it yourself or don't have a realtor that can pull it for you. So if you are wanting a copy of all of these slides so you can kind of reference and the full list of zip codes with everything in between, because I think we got like 65 and only have like 20 here, you can go ahead and text market to 210-794-9898 and we'll get you set up with everything you need to kind of have a PDF of the slides and the full list of zip codes. But really with that, uh, that, that kind of concludes this year, this month's market update. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can catch all of our content, all of our videos, and you don't miss our videos uh, as they come up with the new market updates for the future months. Otherwise, we will catch you guys next month.